0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Trey Llewellyn here with Commerce Kings. Man, do we have a special guest here or what today? Here's what's so cool is when we do behind the scenes Commerce Kings, we always ask a lot of questions, especially like who's the best mentor that you that's changed your life, uh, the best book that you've ever read that changed your life, things like that. And we had, as you guys know, Tanner Larson was on here uh, on a few other podcasts that we had, and we asked them that one generic question: is is you know who's who's that one guy that or girl that's changed? The trajectory of your life that that totally like when you met this guy, something happened, right? And you went this way versus maybe that way. And this is the guy. So this is this is this is Tanner's guy, Tony. Tony, what's your last name? Grebmeyer. Greb Meyer. How do you spell that?
1: It's too long, but it's G-R-E-B-M-E-I-E-R. You know, when my mom was a school teacher, nobody could pronounce her name, so they just said Mrs. G. And so I've been Tony G all my
0: life. <laughs> Tony G. All right. Well then we'll do, we'll look, we'll go for Tony G. That's easy enough. So, dude, what what why do you think Tanner mentioned you as his number one? Maybe
1: because I made him push a dumpster at an event that I had <laughs> and gave him the visual of like everything in your life is in this dumpster, and you've been pushing this into everything you've been doing all your life. And now it's time to maybe recycle life's dumpster and actually create new experiences so you're not pushing shit around for the rest of your life, right? Because everything happens to us and it's how we process it that ultimately defines us. I love that. So why,
0: what, what kind of event
1: was he at? So I have an event I run called Destroying Excuses, and we just really just get down to the stuff that you do, right? The things that hold you back in your life. And uh, I remember it was, it was day two, and he still tells me, he's like, man, that sucked, <laughs> right? Because right there in the moment, he, he has visualized everything that he's ever done. But then I take it one, one step further, and I said, okay, put your wife on the other end of this dumpster. Now you get the visual that that's exactly what you're doing into that relationship, into your business, into everything. And when you did that, it was pure emotions. I'll send you a photo. I mean, it was pure emotions because it causes you to really stop and go, holy shit, this is what I've been doing all my life. That's amazing.
0: So how did you come up with that? That's a great analogy.
1: Life's dumpster is what I've been pushing around all my life. You know, when I, when I <laughs> got to the point where I was about to take my life on October 9th, 2008, and my door had a knock And it was a buddy who walked in who said, Hey, Tony, your life has meaning and purpose, but what you're doing right now doesn't. And I go, No shit. That's why I was going to kill myself. And what he was really telling me was the story I've been telling myself all my life that I had meaning and I had purpose, but I lost it along the way. You know, a million in debt, separated from my wife. You know, kids didn't really want to spend time with me, my friends, my business. Everything was kind of just there existing, not with me participating. And really, when I look back and done some transformational work, I realized that I've been pushing this all of my life. I just literally been pushing dumpsters into everything. And no wonder I smell like shit and trash and everything else didn't come out right. And in, in that context of there, I said, life's dumpster. It's so easy. It's something that it's very applicable to anybody in their life. I'm like, are you ready to stop pushing it? And here's the real magic. So take Tanner. Cause we, we did it and we walked to the other side and now he's holding his wife. And I said, okay, I want you to turn away from the dumpster. So now the dumpster is behind you. What's in front of you, anything that you want. Blank canvas, I'll hand you brushes, put a canvas up there, let's paint, you're Picasso, create your life. And then from that, you actually really get to design your life because if it is what you say, like nobody gets out of life alive. They die. You're going to die one day. So why don't you start today designing a life that you want to live? Mm -hmm. But so many people get caught up of, I can't, it's never going to happen, it's too late. And I'm just like, dude, stop telling yourself lies and actually take the fear that you're afraid of something. Stop giving it fuel and start using it against itself.
0: We, uh, so I just created a poster that like goes right with that. The poster has a lion's coming out of the dark. I'm like, you know, love those. And on the right hand side, it says, stop acting like you live twice. I found that pretty profound and just like, yeah, sometimes I think we think we live more than once <laughs> and uh, I think we go through our life that way. So, so what, so that's a, uh, we just went like crazy there. Yeah. I mean, you got two choices in life, right? Be what happened, what happened be... in 2008? Um, 2008. So like, why were you a million dollars in debt?
1: Running a fulfillment company, house that I couldn't afford, cars that I shouldn't have owned. Uh, love drugs, love alcohol, love partying, love having a good time. But I was married and there was some confusion and chaos around that. And I literally just started looking into the mirror and I didn't like the person I saw. And I did that when I was in my 20s, too. On my 20th birthday, I looked in the mirror and I said, Is this what your life's going to be like? Yeah. I had multiple knee surgeries, got addicted to anything and everything you could put into your body, anything to change the way you feel from testosterone to HGH to Xanax to Lunesta to Vicodin to any kind of pill, anything. Alcohol was never like that one thing that I would go to, but it was always like the gasoline on top of the fire. It always like made it a little bit bigger. And, you know, literally I just was kind of at that hopeless stage. Um, I stopped believing in myself, right? You talk about something that basically changes your life, um, a belief system that I lost. And I've always been super positive. I've always been the person that people rely on to give them inspiration and wisdom and call out the truths in their life. Mm -hmm. And I just stopped doing that in my own life. And I think that's because I was playing the keeping up with the Joneses. And I don't even like that cliche. I think really what it was, was I was comparing myself to everyone, not having the results like everyone. And I got super depressed. And then from there, I ultimately decided, screw it, it was over. Sitting on my couch, writing my suicide note, called my wife after she had said something to me, which was to the effects of when she was dropping me off earlier that day. Hey, I need to talk to you. I said, sure. What do you want to talk about? She's like, I don't love you anymore. I need to tell you that. But I'm really telling myself that we've been separated for three years. It doesn't seem like it's going to get any better. You're not doing any extra work. And so I just got to tell you, I, I just can't do this anymore. And I said, oh, cool. Puffed out my chest, walked up to my apartment, confident, sat on my couch, tears you know, streaming down my face, picked up the phone, called her one more time saying, hey, I think it's it. Uh, I think I'm going to take my life and, and I always like to say this so I don't throw my wife under the bus. You didn't say this. This is my interpretation of what I heard, which was you need to do what you need to do. Yeah. So um, I started writing my suicide note. I think I had like it was 2008. So I think the very first iPhone or very close and I'm writing it and all of a sudden my phone rang and it was my friend, John. And John says, Hey, what's up? I said, Oh, nothing. I think that's another big problem that we face as entrepreneurs is that we don't talk about what's really going on. So how you just explained to us, right? We started here and we deep dived really quick (laughs) because there's only one way for me to live today, which is in the truth. Like, Shit, it's hard, man. It's hard to get up every day and hustle. It's hard to come into work, run a company with 30 people, have everything going on and then one thing can just derail it and then you sit in your office beating your head against the wall going, how the hell did I end up here? And that's exactly what happened in 08. I ended up there where I thought my life was over. Instead, it was just beginning where I thought that nothing really mattered. No, everything did matter because if I would have taken myself out, I would have ruined so many people's lives. Right. I wouldn't have been able to hold my dad's hand when he died and told him that I loved him and helped him to like actually go to the other side. I wouldn't have been able to build just a beautiful bond with a wife who I'm about to celebrate 20 years of marriage with. I wouldn't be able to be there to witness my kid going off to college being the first one that didn't have to go to a junior college who got into a four year and studying entrepreneurship and business. Like I wouldn't have got to see all of the gifts that life has to offer. And so I think sometimes like Christmas story, I wish Someone could take us in the moment when we feel like it's over and say, hey, look, let me show you. Let me just give you a glimpse of what it could be. And that, I, that's where I really like to help people to live is like, let's give you a glimpse of where you're at, but where do you want to go? And that's life's dumpster. I love, I love that analogy. So how did you get out of it? Um, it took me a little bit. I went to a program called Landmark Education. A lot of people think it's the cult. I drank the Kool-Aid. Totally happy to tell you that. I drank it so much that um, the first time I was there for the very first weekend seminar, um, signed an affidavit saying I wouldn't use drugs or alcohol for the three days. Very clear about that.
0: Is, it, is, is it like a drug? Like is it kind of like an AA kind of thing? Or like I don't no, know. No,
1: what... it's just a workshop to kind of like um, it was asked in the back in the seventies, just to help you kind of see your life as it is. Oh, just okay, unfold some truths about certainties that you've faced throughout your life that maybe yeah. you avoided. Um, so I'm at this, this seminar, I'm sitting in my seat. I sign this affidavit, go to the bathroom and I throw all my drugs, like literally in the garbage. I'm like, I'm good. Cool. Didn't have any urge that weekend finished. I was like, that was awesome. And then I came back for a seminar that was like a 10 week length seminar. And someone said to me, Hey, Tony, how are you doing? I know that you were struggling with drugs and alcohol. And I said, really, really good, man. I signed that piece of paper and they're like, yeah, for that weekend. So the next week I came back loaded. The week after that, I came back loaded. The week after that, I came back loaded. And then the last one, I was like literally falling down They're like, hey, you know, you can't be here right now. So I was able to give up drugs on 1024 of 08, like hardcore drugs. But I couldn't give up alcohol until 1214 of 08. And I received a phone call from my mom, who basically 12-stepped me on the phone for 44 minutes. And at the 45th minute, I was like, you know what, mom? You're totally right. Dad's been through it. I have this long line on my father's side of alcoholics. Maybe I do need help. And I said you know what? You're right. And I sought help and I reached out to a friend and that's the same thing that we need to do in life and in business. We need to reach out to people instead of just go inward and think nobody's dealing with this. So I called a friend and I said, Hey, I need to go to a meeting. He said, Hey, I'll take you. And the next day I went to a meeting and I haven't had a drink or a drug since. Right. That's almost 10 years. Yeah. The desire was great enough. Um, I believe that if I could get clean and sober, I could fix the shit that I caused in so many people's lives. And I, and I don't think I want to take any credit. What I've done is I've taken ownership of my life and the credit is I, I account for tons of great mentors and coaches around me, people who constantly challenge me. You were talking a little bit about like what book. I mean, I got endless amounts of books. They've all changed my life, right? Yeah. They've all transformed who I am today to allow me to come in here and run a team, be an effective leader, to, to offer guidance, but also be compassionate enough to understand that, man, we're all going through something.
0: Absolutely. So you said you're kind of like a million dollars in debt. So business-wise, <laughs> how'd you I just springboard that one? Well, I have two real amazing
1: business partners that are my childhood friends. Okay. Um, I did what most people tell you, don't go into your 401k and use it. But okay. when you're literally like July 3rd of nine, I literally moved my family from California to Colorado. I remember um, just before we actually left the state, I took my Mercedes Benz back to the dealer and I said, here you go. And they're like, you can't do that. I'm like, dude, there is no way that I can't do this. If I don't do this right now, I'm never going to begin to live in the truth that I created a mess. And that's where I found my message. And now from here, I get to live. So I picked up the phone, called my mom after I did that. And I was like, hey, mom, So I just dropped off a car and she's like, man, I'm so proud of you because that's part of this whole lesson that you've always struggled with is you're a quitter, meaning that you get really good at quitting and then you go on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and you wonder why it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. So I'm a million in debt. Literally, like, left California, moved to Colorado. I call us the pioneers. We were the first here out of the company. We get here, lay down ground. That's a whole cool story of how we got our house, how we walked into this house. It didn't look anything like the picture that they presented to us. It was completely redone. I'm like, God is so good. Like, he just provided for us because the pictures look like kids in like wallpaper with like bats and everything. We walk in, it's like hardwood floors, nice carpet, like, just beautiful. I was like, wow. I guess there is something in this give up and go up and yeah. you get faith along the way. And so I, I arrived here and I battled, man. I battled for a long period of time because my business partners stacked their cash away. We started in 01, um, made money quick in our early 20s. Like it was easy. I mean, 2020, I mean, New York Times, we, we had it all. And I was never a guy to, to, to save. I was always a guy to go blow it. Like, look at me. Look what I got. Yeah. And through that process, I had to get honest. I'm like, I need help. Just like I did in my, my drinking, I needed help financially. And so what I did is I laid out a plan, grabbed money from my 401k so I didn't have to go underground. 2011, our company was really bad, meaning that we transitioned from out of the economy. I was taking home like $1,000 a month. Like They had money saved, so that was easy for them. For me, yeah, I didn't have anything to save. I didn't even have enough money to pay rent. So 401k, all the fees, all the things. So that million is mounting now, right? Short Mm -hmm. sale, everything. And so it took me from 11 to 15 to finally get out of debt. It took hardcore when the interest came on the money from the 401k or the IRS needed their money for back taxes and everything. I couldn't pay. I was like, I pay what I could, hope and pray there was enough. And next thing I know, I'm like, I just paid $10,000 and now it didn't even go down. And that's the compounding effect of my mess. And long story, it just happened, man. I finally, I remember I called my mentor on the phone afterwards. I'm like, I just made my last payment. I just paid off the IRS. I just got out of debt. And he asked me, how do you feel? And I said, good. I've learned a lot. Life teaches you a bunch of lessons. I said, but I want to do better. I want to do better. And, And that's where... I really think I am today. I'm just doing better. I'm, I'm, do, I'm okay today. I'm not where I want to be, but I know that there's nowhere to be, so I'm
0: trying to be as good as I possibly can in this moment with you. I love it. I love that. So that's a, that's a hell of a learning experience. Sounds like some of the learning experiences I've been through. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you never know what's going to hit you, right? Like, you just never know. But there's a reason. Like, that's the crazy thing is, is when you're in it in 11 through the 15 is you didn't know why you're in it you're just like man this is this sucks but i'm i'm wondering you know now you're it's 18 jeez i almost said 17 now it's 2018 looking back have you have you figured out yet why you went through it or are you still kind of wondering no 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 i went through it
1: because i never allowed any decisions that i made to actually be thought about before i made them so mm-hmm. i never counseled people i just did it right? For me. And that was always how I got to where I was at in life. I just did it. You said, you want to go do it? I said, yes. You want to do a line? Sure. Next thing I know, I'm off and running and doing (laughs) stupid things. So I have a yes personality. And now I've really worked on, whoa, go ahead and tell me what you want to talk about. Hey man, that's cool, but that's not for me. And I'm okay with that today. And I wasn't really during 11 and 15. I was just head down, grinding, putting in the work, went to San Francisco in thirteen, sat listened to William Shatner at a digital marketing event. He was up on stage selling wine in a and a brown bag, saying the brown bag wine club. And I sat in there and I go, That guy can do it. There's no reason we can't turn this thing around. So we changed our name and we went to a name which is called Chip Offers of our company. And we literally changed one thing, which happened to be everything. And in there I bought in again. I bought into, all right, dude, we did it once. You wrote in that thing, you know, millionaires they can do it again, right? I'm just that guy. I'm just do it once, do it twice, do it three times, but remember, you can never quit. So I like to say today: chase the wins, study the lessons, never quit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That's a you know, there's a reason that we fail. It's, and, but if you, the only win from that is if you learn from it, right? Like you got to yeah, learn. A you powerful learn. teacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, though, like I look back at some of the stuff we went through just like three years ago or two years ago, and I look at them like, damn, like. But I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't gone through those lessons. I wouldn't be making the move, the chess moves through a business and a company or organization that we're building today if I hadn't gone through what I did two or three years ago, right? Yeah, no, and super it, powerful. It's it's really wild, but they're like, when I'm looking back, I'm looking for a reason. Like there was a reason that I lost that much money. There was a reason that you know people came to take that money. And there's like, why? What, you know, what's the purpose? What's the reason? I'm always looking back because. You know, I always trail stuff and I'm like, if I wouldn't know this, if I didn't go through that. And so yeah. I, so the one thing that I will
1: tell you that I've done differently since, uh, 11, 12 and 13 and today, like the thing that has been the constant, the one thing is remember who you were with when your life altered and changed. Yeah. Right. So I remember who I partied with. And so I was just telling a colleague today when I sponsor people, I say you, sometimes you just need to throw out your cell phone. Like all those names and numbers were really bad. The people that you really care about, like your mom and your wife or your dad or brother or sister, they know how to get a hold of you. But the people who like sell drugs or you buy drugs from, like you don't, you don't need them in your life anymore. So I just stopped hanging out with the people that weren't serving me, that wouldn't allow me to serve them, not from I need something, but yet life is a contribution. It's a gift. It's an opportunity to serve and give. So I just remember I needed to start valuing myself again. And so in 11, 12, and 13, when all of this was going on, I remember I tapped back into my inner reason, like the why, the purpose, the meaning. That knock, when that knock happened, when my buddy John said to me, your life has meaning and purpose, but what you're doing right now didn't. So I decided that I needed to figure out what my meaning was. And so I wake up every single day knowing that I am contribution. Like if I just begin every day's a teachable moment, every day I begin, I go, how can I contribute today to my life and to the lives of people around me? Not needing anything in return, but giving ultimate value. Absolutely. I get everything in return and I'm richer than I was ever when my darkest days ever happened. There you go.
0: So what, what are you doing now? Like where are or well, before we ask that, how about we go back? So you've learned how to take money and you've, you've paid off the IRS on a compounding interest. <laughs> and so now you've, you paid them off and, uh, now, we're, now, I'm assuming that there's, you're, you're, you're able to pay your bills. Um, yeah, pay my bills, live a great life,
1: travel the world. Um, 2015, my wife and I discovered our love for Europe and Italy. Oh, I'm going to cool. take off here next week for three weeks with my family. My wife's turning 40. We're celebrating 20 years of marriage. Been to Italy like 15 times in the last three years. I love it. Oh, I love the fact that I drink Pellegrino, not because I like Pellegrino. I drink Pellegrino because it reminds me I'm with my wife in Italy. Boom. So, um, yeah, man, I've been able to pay my bills, been able to stash some cash, been able to, to watch my kids grow up, my wife and, uh, you know, literally at the end of the day, put my head on the pillow
0: and not, where do you, where do you park your cash? Do you just like save it now or do you invest it? What do you, what I, do you do? uh, a little bit of an investment,
1: but still saving. And then, um, um, my goal
0: is to purchase a place by the end of next year in Europe. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's, that's the big, that's the big one. Now are you want to live in Europe or are you want yeah, to have like a travel six place? Months out of year? So you want to do six and six? Yeah. How old's the kids? Uh, one is at home.
1: He is 17. And my other one is a freshman uh, in college, 19. So I got okay. two boys. So you,
0: so, you, so you almost got empty nest. And so you're able to do the six months, six months. Yeah. I got a four-year-old. I'm like, whoo, like go to Italy for six months. I'd be, I'd be training. Uh, I mean, probably wouldn't be a bad thing. So no, I think that'd be awesome. For a five-year-old. You know, it'd be, be pretty epic. So I, I, all right. By the end of this call, we got to know like the top 10 places, the, or top three To visit in Italy because that's definitely on my bucket list or like a European cruise is totally. That's how
1: I discovered what I wanted to do. Oh, really? I went on a cruise, cruised around the Greek islands all around Rome, little France, little Germany, like saw it all. Like just, you just see it all. Yeah. Yeah. And you get off and you take buses and trains and you kind of go, oh, I don't want to do that. I hated Italian food like four years ago. I just, I despise it because Italian food in America is like pizza, it's pasta. Yeah. And you're like, that's great. The moment I actually gave everything up and said, all right, I want to be blown away. Give me a life experience. And someone brought in fresh pasta and put it right before me, carbonara. And I was like, salad. I'm like, that is good. And then I'm like, hey, <laughs> can I have another one. I knew I was hooked and I wanted to go back and have more. Oh, that's epic. There's a picture of a, a guy who drives us around, my good friend Marco, who <laughs> picked us up one day from our cruise. like There's a picture on the wall because people come into your lives for a reason, season or a lifetime. My job isn't to figure out why. My job isn't to embrace it, saying what is being taught to me today because everybody's teaching you something, a good lesson or a bad lesson.
0: Yeah, we were in Jamaica once and uh, we, we, were, we were driving and, and we're, on the, we're on the wrong side. And the, the the Jamaican looks back and he goes, uh, "The left lane is the wrong lane. The right lane is suicide, or something <laughs> like that." And I was like, "That's a good point. That was a great lesson I just learned yeah. from this guy because he he like totally hit me in the brain. I'm like, okay, don't drive on the right side because that's suicide. Right, yeah. Yeah, left lane is the right lane. Right lane is the, is suicide. I was like, okay, don't don't go that, that lane. So so you're doing investments. You got all that stuff going on." Um, because I know we only got a couple of little things. Let's get, let's get real then. How about that? Sure. We, we haven't got real already. But like what, is, what would you say is your biggest current challenge as of today? That's just like something that maybe keeps you up at night. You're just like, ugh, like I hate this. So I run a,
1: a fulfillment and logistics company based around the health and wellness space. So we, we offer okay. products and services for marketers. We on-demand products every day for marketers all around the world. 34 different countries we're, we're fulfilling goods for. Uh, We got survival uh, clients. We got uh, personal development clients. My job is making sure we keep our word by being an on-demand company, meaning we don't hold up anybody's bottleneck. So we're not helping people to go out of business. We're helping people to stay in business and thrive. So every single day, I have a team of people below me that helps me, but I actually flip the org chart upside down and put me down below. So I put all of that weight on my shoulders and that's what I carry every day, right? I got two business partners. They're awesome. They're not out doing the lives. They're not going to events. I am. So I became the face of a company. And so when you're the face of the company, you're the target, gets the LinkedIn, the Facebooks, the little tweets and everything. So you're constantly just trying to support them and all of your team members to make sure that they have all the tools necessary. Because I don't want people working on the weekends. I want people to thrive in life and live. I want people to do that. So I have to be the example. I like to say I'm the change. So I'm going to be the change first, teach people how to do it. And then That still doesn't mean that I go to bed every night, not thinking about like, how could we get better? The wheels are turning on vacation. I'm recording podcasts live from Amalfi Coast sitting there going, man, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this because that's in me. That's been in me since I was a little kid. That's why I was a three-time All-American when I played water polo because I was able to always see and navigate a visionary, always has to see what's coming. And when when you lay in bed at night and you go, million dollar idea, notepad by the bed, write it down. Tomorrow you go implement. Sometimes I get up right then and there and go implement. That's, yeah. that's the deal. And so I'm always, I think my challenge, if you ask very direct, like my biggest challenge is that I haven't been able to manufacture any more time. So I'm constantly trying to figure out what can I get off my plate? And I just teach drainers and drivers. There's things that drive you and there's things that drain you. You need help to get the drainers off of your, your list as fast as possible. Find your ways to live in your drivers and you'll never live a bad day.
0: That's huge. So looking back. Looking back, you're, it's, it's 1998, so that'd be, that'd be uh, 20 years ago. So how, I don't know how old you'd be, but like, or where you were. So you're probably like, you got maybe you partying and having fun and going. around, or where were you? In the, I was like, married. You're married? Yeah, exactly. You're getting living married. in Silicon
1: Valley, just just getting ready to get out of radio as an air personality, just about to welcome our first uh, son into the you know the family. Yeah. And my wife was working at a club called San Jose Live. And I remember she went to work one day and San Jose Live ended up being bolted. It was closed up. Oh, wow. And I was already seeking because I was doing, I was on the internet. I was figuring out how to make money already, working a part time (laughs) job on the side just to figure out what this thing was. We were living in Silicon Valley. And I partnered with a guy, Keith Hutchinson, in a company called Vids. And we were selling bandwidth to companies. You know, bandwidth back in the day, $10,000 is what you would pay like $30 today for. Sure. Right? And so she went to go to work one day at this, this club and it was closed up. And I got the phone call that we're moving fiber across the street into that unit, tearing it down, watching WebMD flip on, watching Alchemy flip on, watching all these big companies flip on. And I'm like, what's bandwidth? Like, I'm literally just trying to figure it out. I had a bod modem. The thing went super slow. Yeah, <laughs> And he's like, it's going to revolutionize your life. And I'm like, I'm up for the ride. And I literally have been on the internet since 96.
0: Oh, that's amazing. So what would you tell yourself today, yourself at that point? Dude, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a freaking
1: roller coaster that you just want to make sure you hang on. Don't puke too much. You know, it gets all over the place. Stay focused on where you want to go. Remember the ride does end. So you remember every single day when you jump on to have fun. To know that, like you need to bring people on the ride with you. You shouldn't do it by yourself. Um, That when it kind of whips you around, just stay focused and grounded. Ask for help and support from your friends. And when you get to the end of it, man, just live with no regret. Say that was fun. And like your question, we don't get to do it twice, but we get to do it for eternity. And that's the, the grateful thing that I'm blessed with knowing today. Is no matter what, man, I'm just beginning. And if I live in that mindset man, I'm so excited, like having conversations with you or whoever it is. I'm just shucking oysters sitting on the side, just enjoying
0: all the pearls. <laughs> like that, uh, that, that scene just popped in my head from lost. I don't know if you've ever lost, lost, watched lost where he's, it's great. Everybody else on Netflix knows what I'm talking about. The guy's just like flipping stones. He like owned the Island. He, became, he was, he was the Island It's surreal. I don't know. So where, what are you doing? What do you do right now? Last question before we go behind the scenes, what are you doing right now to keep educated? Like, what do you find learn? Like, like yeah, where do you learn?
1: diligently. I'm always studying uh, great mentors and coaches from Tanner Larson, from what he's putting out, from Vinny Fisher, who's one of my good friends and coaches. He's written three books. Um, I'm literally launching a product here in the next couple of weeks called enjoythejournal.com. I think so many people journal, but they get lost. So I've been spending a lot of time and putting my heart and soul into a journal process that prompts you through 12 weeks to help you unpack your life. And doing that has really got me back to gratitude, got me into why I do what I do every single day. And so I'm studying everybody around me from big companies that run massive journals to small companies to why is even that on the page to I listen to tons of personal development. Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar. I hung out with Dan Clark a couple days ago in an event called Meltdown in the Desert. He was mentored by Zig. I was in awe. He was one of the 50 Hall of Fame, you know, speakers. I'm sitting here listening to this guy and the whole time I'm just saying to myself, he's having fun. And I think we take life so serious and I'm listening to Eric Thomas yesterday, Eric's just dropping nuggets left and right. You listen to Gary Vee, all these guys have a mindset around them that, hey, I've been through it and we can get through anything if we stay connected. And, and connectivity is the thing that we need to remember. Your phone gets charged by being plugged in. You got to get plugged into the right groups and the right people
0: and then everything else around you just seems to work. <laughs> I might steal that from you. Your phone, your phone gets charged by being plugged in. <laughs> I like that. Mm. But it's so true, though. It's so true. If you don't play. We got to keep it not.
1: simple. We always seem to make it stupid.
0: Yeah. I love that. All right, man. Here's the thing is I want to first off, take, thank you for the time for being on here. This has been absolutely amazing. And just like I love I love that you got your story in place and you know how to talk it and, and speak it. And it's been a joy just sitting back and listening uh, <laughs> to everything you have to offer because. It's like they, the fire hose, right? You just open your mouth and boom. That's all good, though. But I love that. Like, I'm, they, you know, they did this study when someone tells a story, uh, like our brainwaves sync up or something like that. It's cr- really wild stuff. But as soon as you go into teaching, whoop, like great, great example, <laughs> it's an awful example, but I use it. It's like church. Yep. So it's like church. You go in there like, all right, today we're going to learn about guy turn your Bibles into you know, whatever this thing. And you're like, oh, okay. And you zone out. And he's like, let me tell you a story. And all of a sudden you're like, whoop, like I'm in for the story. You know, it's wild how that works. And like, we want stories, but we don't want education. So when you can, I think you were talking about this at the beginning of the call. It's just telling your story, you know, being, uh, I don't even know if we were live yet, but telling your stories and, and, and uh, just living life. And
1: So I wear a watch, a Philip Stein watch that has this really cool pulsing technology and it sends a little, a little <laughs> pulse to you and helps you to get connected, but stays in your frequency. Oh, a lot cool. of times when we're disconnected, we're not in our frequency. The moment you begin to get around the right people, there's there's sayings like, you know, you are the five people you surround yourself with. Sure. Right? There's a frequency that is rises when that happens. And you can tell when you're not talking to people on the same frequency, like you're, you're disconnected. You're like, okay, I don't know if you've ever gone home at the end of a day and you're sitting with family and friends and they're talking and you're just so disconnected. You're like, there's, it's not even a conversation you want to have. And people look, where are you? And I'm like, I'm here, but presently checked out.
0: Yeah, Totally.
1: And then there's times when you're in that same environment and you're so zoned in because you were able to get decharged and you allow the conversation to recharge you.
0: Love it. What a great way to end it. Tony G, I appreciate you being on this call. We're gonna flip the scenes, go behind the scenes on Commerce Kings. Or it'll be that, <laughs> Batman. So we'll do that real quick. Thanks for everybody for joining. Appreciate you. We'll see you guys behind the scenes.